Welcome, future leaders. This is the audacity to be great, where we focus on real life situations and solutions for the modern day entrepreneur. I'm your host, Teray Young, lifestyle entrepreneur for over 10 years. Let's get it. Hey, hey, hey. This is Toray Young. You're listening to and Dan to the Audacity to Be Great. So excited that you guys are listening today. Topic that I want to dive into today is uh, focusing on trying to decide what's the best solutions to operate when it comes to business, relationships, uh, obviously family, uh, dealing with children. You know, these particular solutions that I'm going to be discussing today can be used in any type of form or fashion. However, you know, I want to really kind of dive into, you know, the topic of the day is really win-win solutions and identify um, easier or alternative solutions that are typically used on a regular basis. Now, naturally, when you're thinking win-win solution, um, it seems so easy, so common, seems like it's uh, the enlightening thing to do. But that's not how things truly actually operate. It's even a little bit more difficult to do because you really actually have to put down what you're looking for sometimes and be driven to actually listen to what someone else is saying to actually create a win-win situation. See, in business, what's interesting is that there is this common win-lose approach, even when it comes to leading others, uh, when it comes to doing business, uh, when it comes to making decisions. Um, and a win-lose win approach is either the idea of what we may have all been brought up in as you know, watching our parents do this particular approach. It's either do what I say or else. And we can kind of finish that particular statement with a plethora of things that we've had to use that we have experienced with that approach. But mainly it even comes from the idea of the staff that you may have working for yourself or working with your organization. You know, we identify individuals by typically four different consequences when things doesn't go the way they're supposed to. And when we identify those uh, four kinds of consequences, it could be in a sense of financial, it could be psychological, it could be based on opportunities, it could be even responsibilities. And all four of those things are a constant use of how we approach people when we want things to get done. So when you're thinking about a win-lose scenario, I'm going to use an example of how in our organization have taken on this particular approach and, and the pros that came with it, but also the cons that, you know, I believe was a little bit more devastating than the actual pros. So naturally in our particular janitorial business, we have, uh, we are obviously in a service to business and we're coming across trying to find people who are trying to provide a service, a high level or high quality of service. Um, and in the midst of us trying to do that, you, we're positioning these individuals to trade time for dollars. We are looking to provide them with the best equipment, um, giving them the best tools, 
best leadership we possibly can, as well as the training as we possibly can. As an organization, we're going in naturally giving them the understanding of everything that we want them to know. In some cases, may not even ask specifically is what we're providing to them or what we are presently doing is actually something that they're trying to accomplish. We will typically think that because they decided to work in a servitude business, that they ultimately know all the sacrifices and all of what they're encountering or getting themselves into by stepping foot in this particular industry. So there's this perception or there is this ideal that they know better or this assumption that they know what they're getting themselves into. So this approach is never really understood about what is the ultimate goal for them to get to the same similar result as the company sold. So as we decided to hire people, we will you know, come up with what we believe had a sense of value far as what we wanted to put on for a person to work. And you'll be surprised how many people apply for a position knowing that the pay is what it is. And then once they come on board, say that they're not getting paid enough or you're not paying me enough to do this particular task. And when you go through the farming process of bringing someone on, the interesting thing about that is that you discuss this in conversation, but there's a likelihood that the approach of how we were operating as an organization was only operating as a win lose scenario. We were operating as long as we as an organization was winning, it didn't necessarily matter how the end user were going to receive it. It didn't matter as long as they fit into our box, as long as they came to work, they showed up, dressed the way we wanted them to dress, talked the way we want them to dress, use the equipment that we wanted them to use, then we are in control. And then as and as it stands, their win would be their pay because we're paying them. There's a lot of businesses who probably share the same sentiments. And naturally, in some cases, you may be required to have to apply that method in your business in some form or fashion. The challenging part with that is very simple, though. When a good portion of your, how would I put it, delegation, a good, por- um, a good portion of how you see your business is being operated as far as uh, authority, is 80-20, a good portion of it, 70% of the time, you are coming from that direction. You are building an organization predicated on fear. You're building that organization predicated on how you feel that the staff is actually, or the organization or people working with you are doing you a favor. And then you sit back and you become frustrated because typically at the end of the day, you're wondering how you got started and how far you've come. These people have been bridges to help you get to the next level. You're offering opportunities, yet to them, their actions seems to be more of a favor versus actually bringing service. And so in this example that I've been using, you know, there's one particular time where we using everything that I just mentioned was the illustration of bringing someone on, giving them the responsibilities for them to do what they needed to do. Also, within the time frame, we wanted them to do it. And in the midst of it, this particular 
uh, employee at the time felt like they wasn't being heard. Naturally, on paper and even in general conversations, everything appeared to be great. And then to one day, this individual just decided just not to come back or decide to quit. Now, internally, we are now trying to identify what could have happened. We start making assumptions that it could have been something else that was going on. We we could we start making assumptions that uh, that uh, they have some personal issues going on or there, you know, there's something wrong with them. But. As some weeks and months go by and I was able to connect with that individual, I was able to find that that same individual shared that that their goals and what they wanted to accomplish was becoming conflicted to what role we put them in. That the time frame of them looking to work for our organization was taking them from their actual true goal, which was to further their education. And as it became a conflict of interest, it was almost to the sense that there was nothing that we were going to do other than to become a block for them to actually get their education. Now, something so, you know, that seemed like a no brainer to most. But if we would have known that if we would have really, truly asked specifically what would be a benefit for this person to work in our organization, we would have probably been more apt to put her or this particular individual in a better situation in which they would have, we would have planned appropriately. We would have made sure this individual would have actually been placed in a situation where we could have utilized their skill set to the best of our ability. And, and we would have found that we appreciated them just as much as we were hoping that they appreciated us. Well, what's also strange is that Sometimes when you're having to lay the law, you have to potentially give someone some type of discipline, some type of reprimand for actions that they've taken. Just like I used the example earlier from a parent standpoint, you find yourself in that same boat, whether working with your clients or whether even working with your staff. Now, for those who may not necessarily have the ability or having staff members to actually scale, but for those who actually are are having the same challenge when it comes to a customer. This is how a win-lose situation actually works for a customer standpoint. When you're providing a service to a customer that you guys originally signed up for, you both are all on the same page. But what happens is, is that when you decide to give something that you believe is better served for the client and the client themselves is not asking for that as a service. Case in point. So I had a particular customer who was very particular in how they wanted their toilet paper to be placed in their dispensers. And what's funny is, is that they wanted the toilet paper to face a certain way so it would be easy to pull for the staff. Now, this is very small. This is very unique, but this is their pet peeve. So our particular custodians would go into the particular building and then they would do what they felt was best for them and then justify that means to say, but this is what I did. Look how long I was in the facility. These are the extra things that I did to this particular location and they're nitpicking. 
And it turns out to be that they went in with the approach, just like our leadership style did initially, with the idea that this is a win-lose scenario. They need to take it or leave it. Or they need to, you know, what are they complaining for? And then ultimately, you start thinking that a business was supposed to be providing a service, a customer or a customer-based service turns around and then provides them something that is not even what they require and then force feed it down their throat to say, this is what you need to have. Stop tripping. Now, how can anyone take that approach if you want your grass to be cut a certain height or if you wanted to, uh, I, I'll take you even better. If, if I went to a place that serves steak and I asked for A1 sauce, and they brought me barbecue sauce. To me, honest, the steak could be greatly prepared. It can be nice and everything come with it. But truthfully, if they keep bringing me barbecue sauce and saying this is what's going to be good for the steak, they're coming in with an approach that is a win-lose approach. It's not really about what I want. It's about what they're willing to serve me. And you'll be surprised how often this happens on a regular basis, even dealing with our children even dealing with our relationships, even dealing with our families, even dealing within our own organizations of how we're trying to get things accomplished. So those who may not necessarily be as aggressive to understand the whole um, win-lose approach, we could bring me to my next solution. My next solution would be geared towards a, a lose-win approach. You know, you have some people who are really not big on confrontation. They don't speak up like they should not really want to rock the boat from their perspective. You also have individuals who believe that if they just keep everyone else happy, that all is right with the world. So having staff come and go as they choose, being able to um, not really speak up when you know something is not necessarily right, just to keep everything at an even keel, allowing customers to add more to the cart and not pay any more for it. You know, you know, for, for an example, I had a client recently, which was quite interesting, that this particular client agreed to all our terms, and um, which was exciting uh, to start this new venture. And um, typically what we do as an intake before we get started, we want to make sure that the salesperson and we not only confirm what the salesperson actually got, you know, that the sale was told that the scope of work was supposed to happen. We also want to get some of the details that sometimes get missed because they're still in the courting process when it comes to acquiring a client. In that process, it was some new services that was added on to it that we were unaware of. And it was very uh, matter of fact, like this was a pet peeve that was mentioned to the salesperson. And this particular task that they were looking for us to do was washing dishes. And this is not something unusual, but it's not something typical to the type of clients we serve. So, uh, you know, of course, I proceeded to, um, you know, take a mental note, speaking to the salesperson and try to get some clarity on it to find out this is something we wanted to do. Or this is, you know, and I also provided additional hours because it was missing from the scope of works. The client was in a little bit of a tizzy to find out that they're not willing to pay anymore. And this was something that was already spoken of. So in the process, I decided to omit that and decide to, um, 
move forward with to say that we'll just add this on with um, to appease this client. Now, I'm already at a lose win scenario at this point because naturally what I found is, is that we're not responsible for doing the dishes initially. So what has happened is, is that we're now taking on a new service to appease a client. Now, there's a client that we decided to appease was to show that we could show value. This is a small piece of the pie, but we could show value that we are willing to adapt. We're willing to make adjustments and we can still execute what we set out to do. What I found is, is that as we continue to do our walkthrough, there were more things that was being added that was not also a part of it. But it was a complete opposite of what sales may have said versus what operation is actually now being asked to do. There was a disconnect. So since we had already had money invested in the deal, we went ahead and proceeded because we wanted to start recouping our costs. And obviously, this is before we even had a chance to step one foot into the door to actually clean. Now, surprisingly, four or five days later, it's time to go through accounts receivables and gets, you know, making sure that we receive compensation due to our arrangement. And to find out that the client just has decided to say, you know what, we're not sticking to those terms. Now, we had a very, I mean, this client signed our contract, understood and agreed to this is the arrangement. And then to admit that he did not read the contract and then yet want to hold us accountable to his change. At that moment, it became even more clear that this is a lose win scenario. Now, we find this on a regular basis, especially when you starting off in business that you tend to lower the value which you perceive because you want to get the testimonials, the clients. So there is sometimes a reason for you to be able to present that as an option, a lose win scenario, as you know that you're looking to win later on down the road with the opportunity to have in testimonials and have an opportunity to present information or its stats on how well your product or services are performing. In this particular scenario, this is definitely not one of those cases. We sat back and we analyzed this thing to say this could be a problematic type of client. This client will probably be someone that reneges and probably will hold us more accountable to what's on the piece of paper than themselves. Sure enough, that client definitely turned out to be that type of client. And especially when a client is willing to give you like a, how would you put it? such an ultimatum as if the people you've now placed in there, the money you spent doesn't truly matter. And you find yourself like stuck in between a rock and a hard place. Now, we obviously decided to interrupt service and we decided to go our different ways. But we realized at the end of the day that it doesn't necessarily matter of taking that approach sometimes if you don't feel good about it. If you don't feel good about the, the solution that was just created, there's a likelihood that the relationship won't last. So naturally, you have to be committed consistently throughout the entire process. And it has to be a relationship where one doesn't feel like they're losing in the process to gain or vice versa. As we've just seen and talked about, you know, win-lose scenarios versus obviously lose-win scenarios, man, these things are constantly being utilized on a regular basis. Now for the ideal situation that I find to be 
have been extremely successful for our organization and other organizations that I've created is always using the win-win situation as um, as the basis um, of our particular idea of solutions. Now, before we can focus on win-win solutions, there is another thing, another solution that goes right hand in hand with it. And that other solution is no deal. Sometimes people don't understand that no deal is just as good as a win-win scenario. If you can't naturally agree to all terms, then it's better for you guys to walk away than it would be for you to spend any more time, energy, and money or resources for a relationship that can damage not only reputations on both sides, but also a potential understanding of how this relationship can also suffocate and you can possibly lose good quality people in the process. So I want to also want to just put a, uh, a pin on that to make sure that no deals is not a bad thing. If you haven't heard the saying, not all money is good money. So you 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 got to know what to stand for. You got to know what you're willing to give up, but you also got to make sure that you are in business to be profitable and making sure that you're you're profitable with the understanding to grow, not making one person decides to be better suited than the other. And you've seen this firsthand when Walmart hit the streets, they basically gouged people for their materials because they had so much supply and demand. They had so many people coming to Walmart that they felt like, hey, you know, you need to reduce your price. You need to drop your pants down to this level because this is the best you're going to get. And people comply because, hey, we're in Walmart. And, you know, if you really truly believe in what product and services that you are completing, it's really important not necessarily to sit back and be arrogant, but there's a, a big understanding of the difference between what you're presenting, the confidence that you're presenting and the level of the value that you know that is worth. And when you understand those two and they come in line to one another, you will know deep in your heart when it's time to actually make a move. Now, moving into the idea of win-win scenarios, you know, win-win situations is when parties that are involved ultimately are looking for the same end result, where going about it may require an individual to go a different way, but the but the end result is where ultimately both parties want to be. And being open and being communicative about how one can speak or how one can be open to the ideas of another may allow possibility that you both can get there quicker with the understanding that there is a better way but the better way has to be the collective way where all parties are involved. When you're thinking about win-win situations, what's naturally is understanding of how they're being perceived as far as the punishments that I mentioned earlier. You know, you sit back here and you wonder, for win-wins to work, the system has to support it. I mean, any resources that's going to associate themselves in a win-win situation I mean, whether it be the training systems, the planning systems, whether it be communication, the budget, 
information, compensation, all these things are nothing more than system. Depending upon whatever type of relationship you guys are working together has to work. And if you put good people in bad systems, you're going to get bad results. It doesn't matter how great they are. You have to understand that watering a follower where you at is the best thing you can actually do. Oftentimes, leaders are making so many decisions. They're making decisions predicated on how they perceive, one, their organization, their product or service, or even their clients. If you really truly want to know how well you're performing, it is extremely important for you to get surveyed by your industry or your clients in your industry and even from your, your staff to really get a true pulse of how they really truly view not only your organization, but your product or service. When you get in this particular information, you can now make adjustments where it actually will perceive to be the best opportunity for the masses, where you may have some that may not fall in, but overall be as consistent as possible so you can approach those scenarios to the best of your ability. See, creating a win-win situation is a process. It's a process to understand that well, one of the things that, that has to be understood about a win-win situation is that win-win is not a personality trait. That's first and foremost. Of course, you have to have great character, integrity, maturity. You know, you have to have an abundance of mentality, fortitude. You have to have these particular character traits. But oftentimes people are looking for other people who are win-win oriented. But naturally, you can take someone who's not truly a win-win oriented individual and still benefit by actually truly understanding. So what I mean by that process is that you have to first see the problem from the other person's viewpoint, period. You have to literally remove yourself from the problem and focus on the interest, not the position. You have to be able to understand that you have to identify the key issues and concerns, what's involved. And then once you identify that, determine what results will obviously constitute what's acceptable to both parties. And then lastly, you can probably identify possible new options to choose those results collectively. So for example, we had a situation happen in our organization. I won't get too specific. Uh, but I will say that we, we are doing some things that's very disruptive to the industry and the service industry. And, you know, we're in an industry where they typically do not pay people like they should. And so we pay higher wages than normal. But even within those higher wages, it's not life changing like it's going to be able to something can live off of because our industry um, doesn't have any strict standards. And because our industry doesn't have any standards, that means that, you know, a billion dollar industry, you know, are, are paying people very low wages to provide a service that is, in my opinion, is uh, is like EMT is preventative maintenance is preventative health. It is preventing people from getting sick, but doesn't be is not necessarily appreciated in that regard. So as an organization, we went out and spoke to a lot of our staff. And we wanted to figure out what would be a better situation. We've paid people between $18, $19 an hour. We've paid people $22 an hour. We've paid people $9 and $10 an hour. We Anywhere in between. And what we found is the consensus is that the quality still fluctuated regardless of what they got paid. 
So from a business standpoint, we're looking at it like, well, you know, if I'm going to get a bad product, why pay the most on top of that? Especially when it's about 15 percent on top of that, we're paying taxes from the uh, staff viewpoint. They're looking at it as, man, I'm in here busting my butt. I'm doing all this work. I'm least worth this and I should be getting paid more money. What was interesting is that organizations don't really truly know by only but looking at the, you know, the P&Ls and say, this is what we can afford. And surprisingly, most employees don't even know what they're truly worth. So they just know that it should be more than what they're getting. So what we decided to do as an organization is to have them become a part of the whole experience. Of course, we were having problems with turnover. And so we decided to adjust our turnover scenario and turn it to a benefit or a gain. We never had a problem with actually hiring or getting new clients. We've always had a problem with maintaining quality, having good people and potentially getting people out there in the field that's going to stay committed to what we're selling. So now we're dealing with two things. Uh, wolves coming in sheep clothing. They're asking for more money. They believe that they're doing more. They should have more. Company is putting all the risks. They're putting all money out there in the field and they don't even know what product they're getting because some people act one way and be somebody completely different than next. So as an organization, as we drummed up a lot of information, we decided to really dive deep to figure out what people really wanted to be appreciated for. What we found out about win-win situations that when you are actually able to lay out the ground rules from the start, the expectation, the results, what the, what is supposed to get measured, really put things in perspective. You can, from the beginning, you can identify desired results, you know, letting them know what needs to be done. When you focus on the guidelines and giving the parameters, the principles and policies from the start, you know, where they can be most successful, letting them understand what resources they have at their fingertip, whether that's financial, whether that is technical, whether that is, you know, human resources, the support that they have. They understand the accountability, understanding that they have a set of standards and performance in the time of the evaluations are going to be held accountable. And then understand that there's consequences that come with it. Good, bad, natural, logic, all those things come to play. And what I found is, is that when we all put those on the same table and we work those things out as a group, what we found is, is that they have buy in. There was no ambiguity into the process. They knew exactly what they were getting out and what they were coming into the process. So in our win win scenario, what we decided to do is to be able to take profits from buildings, each building being different. So what we were establishing is people leaving from one building to the next, where one building may be extremely clean or easier to clean versus a harder building. We decided to take those particular buildings and we decided to change them up and pay them per the effort that was required, then take the percentage of profit. And then what we wanted to do is profit share with it. And then we decided to make them buy in so they had skin in the game. Since we were sitting up here front loading everything and all they did was bring the labor, 
we wanted them to buy into our particular affiliate program where in which they would have to literally not only meet the requirements that our policies and procedures and quality assurance require for them to do, which will put them in a position where they would actually make more money. We also wanted them to also buy into this particular program because we wanted them to have skin in the game. So we got a chance to have them become the word of mouth. We would reduce our cost that we were spending so much money on and advertising and marketing, using social sites and going to these job fairs that we realized that we can grow as quickly as we wanted to when we use word of mouth and we could. And there was a sense of accountability that came with it. So as a company, we benefited by empowering the staff, using the staff to be able to go out and find other people who believe in the same things that we believe about. They holding each other accountable in some regards. We put them through a training, pay them more money, and in the process of paying them more money, have them buy into our system that also would pay them on a monthly basis, whether they clean or whether they didn't clean. And as an organization, and as a whole, as an organization, they had much to do with the input of the growth of the opportunity. So the win-win scenario was that when someone wasn't meeting, we didn't, as managers, did not have to come to their level. They were actually starting to hold not only themselves accountable, but even their counterparts. And then they became more self-governed, where part of their policies and procedures was to make sure they found their replacement if they ever had to call off from work versus having it leaving up to the management style to be able to be on the hook for the responsibility of these people not showing up to work. It became a great marriage. And it's continued to be something extremely successful and we're really great and established about putting this out there to the mass. And I think more service industries should really consider of coming up with creative ways of getting them involved with how the day to day operation works with the understanding that they are the foundation. These the staff members are the foundations for the business to actually run. They are the frontline people. They are what makes this business grow. And if we have them healthy, then, of course, the organization will be healthy. So I say these things and this and come to a conclusion to let you guys know that I know that I spoke very clearly in regards to businesses and and, and in my examples. But I, I want you truly to understand that having a win win situation doesn't always mean because you are winning that someone else has to lose. Having a win win situation is understanding that the ends and the means meet up. So identify what the other person's meaning is. Identify what the, your end result would be. If the goals are correlated with one another, you will find that coming together to get to that particular goal can be a lot easier once you're willing to, one, listen, to be able to understand and identify from their point of view, being able to also look at and identify new ways to bring solutions to the table and collectively get the feedback because naturally you can only go as far as the people around you and not be able to have this idea that I have to win and everybody else lose. What we say here at the Audacity to be great, stay true to yourself, be intentional, level up consistently, become the bank and always influence positive change.